let's not focus on the counterfeit reasons. Let's not focus on the reasons we don't do do something is because we care what other people think. What is the real reason that you are not walking in the stirrings and the callings of the Holy Spirit that God has sown into your heart? Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Megan Nilsson, and we are marching into January of 2024. And maybe it's the turn of the calendar, maybe it's the start of the new year, but I probably like many of you, I'm just in a reflective state. And I am wondering, you know, God, what do you want from me? What is this year going to look like? I know there are so many things that are outside my realm of control, outside of your realm of control, but there are some things, the way we act, the way we respond, how we live aligned to Christ that are absolutely within our control. And what does it, what will it look like? What could it look like for you to live aligned with God's word for your life, with who he has made you to be, what plans and purposes he has for you. And I think that this this topic is definitely resonating because I did something a little bit crazy, at least crazy for me in my world. And many of you know that I turned 50 in the summertime. I'm a 1973 baby. I turned 50 a few months back. And I have long dreamed of getting a tattoo. I know it. I'm sure many of you listening have tattoos. Some of you are like, oh my goodness, I would never get a tattoo. You couldn't pay me enough to get a tattoo. But it's something that I've been dreaming about. I see people with these tattoos and I think, man, what would it look like to have one of my own? And spoiler alert, I'm going to let you know that we did something a little wild at the end of December after Christmas, five out of the six people in our family walked into a tattoo shop and we got tattoos. I am like still a little bit in shock. I love it. And I'm in shock all at the same time. Like, what does it look like to, to be simultaneously excited and terrified? Like what the heck just happened? But we have been talking about a family tattoo actually. And Many of you also know that we adopted our youngest two kids in December of 2011 from Ethiopia, and there is a specific date that has been our celebration of our Team Nielsen celebration as a family, and we have been talking about what would it look like to get that date uh, as a tattoo. So long story short, five out of the six of us, yes, my youngest is still a minor. She has no intention of getting a tattoo ever in her life, which is totally fine. It's her body, her choice, of course, but we all designed different tattoos different images of this date and they're all in different places on our body. And I'm like, what are we doing walking into a tattoo shop with our young adult kids and doing this? But it's like exhilarating and terrifying all at the same time. But my point for you is this, what does it look like to, to be dreaming of something, to be thinking of something, to be wondering if this thing is for you and then to actually do it? 
there is a gap. There's a chasm there. And I don't, I don't know what kind of a person you are. Maybe you, maybe you jump first and you think later, maybe you speak first and you think later, maybe you're very, very spontaneous. I am not a spontaneous person. My Myers-Briggs is like ENFJ. I'm a planner. I'm a thinker. I am a logical person. And so to get a tattoo for me, is like a massive just leap of faith and totally jump into the unknown of like, this is going to be on my body forever. And I want to share a couple of things with you and maybe this will resonate with you on your journey. But I I have been reading this book called Sensible Shoes. It's a great four book series and it's about these four women who go on their spiritual journey. So if you're into spiritual formation and you love kind of character development and seeing how people grow, seeing what challenges them, how how they re, how they resist change and then ultimately walk into change, I think you would love this series. But there's a paragraph in the very very first book and it's talking about this character named Mara and Mara is someone who does not want to be vulnerable. She does not want to connect to other people. She's very safe inside of the, the bubble and the just the protection that she's put around her. And so she's speaking with a friend or and, and, and she said, it says, Mara surrounded herself with people who didn't know her because the friend had said, listen, you can't keep living life on your own. It's not good for you to be alone. You've got to be, you've been alone for most of your life. And even when you've been with other people, you're alone. And the author says, Don was right. Her friend was right. So Mara, this character had surrounded herself with people who didn't know her casual acquaintances who shared common interests, people she met at the boys, extracurricular activities, even friends at church. Mara had constructed a persona that functioned reasonably well, but deep within her defenses was a little girl who was terrified that if other people discovered who she really was, they would walk away. What does that look like for you? Is there a place in your life where you have constructed a persona, you have constructed a space and a place and a way that you show up in the world that works because people accept it, because that's how you have been, that, that's who they know you to be. And you're terrified that if you do something out of the ordinary, if you actually live into the Holy Spirit stirrings that are in your heart and your mind to to walk out in bold faith, to, to take some risks, would people accept you? Would they understand or would they walk away? The book goes on to say she left Dawn's office. This was her counselor, actually. Not sure what to do. Yes, she was captive to her fears, but at least her captivity was familiar What would she discover if she stepped through the doorway into the unknown? Was her discontent strong enough to propel her forward? More than that, did she actually trust God enough to let go of the past and stride into something new? She didn't know. She honestly didn't know. And I'm so connected to this passage today because I feel like that's this this image, this tattoo that is now on my body is a is an actual representation of this journey. It's something that I've been thinking about, and even as I wrestled I wrestled with the idea before we even did it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Is this the right thing to do?" And then I thought, you know what? I am going to shut out all the other voices. It. What would I do? Me in my own skin, in my own mind. Do I want to do this? Regardless, if I, if if 
It didn't matter what anybody else thought. Do I want to do that? And if the answer is yes, because I want this, because this means something to me that I'm going to do it. But if I'm doing it because I'm feeling pressured or because I think this is what other people want, then I'm not going to do it. These are the questions that you have to ask yourself. I have a a friend in my life who's having a very tough time making a decision that feels like and is at this stage of life a a life-changing decision. Should she stay in something familiar or should she go? And I will leave the details out because they are irrelevant and they are private. But the point is, I said to her, I said, listen, what do you want To make a decision feels like a colossal, it feels like a life-changing decision. And what you're afraid of is that you don't want to regret making the wrong decision. At the end of the day, how do any of us know if something is the quote right decision or wrong decision? The point is we, we ask God to shed light. We ask him to speak into it. We know that if, if what we are deciding to do is not going to hurt anybody else. It's going to actually, but it's going to bring about growth into something new. Then only we can decide what we're actually going to do. Only I can decide if I walk into a tattoo parlor, if I'm going to sit down in that chair, lay down on that table and say, you know what? I, you know, half terrified and half exhilarated, but what could it look like to actually make the decision to say, I'm going to go through with this. And yes, I might freak out a little bit afterwards. Every time I wash my face, it's it's on the outside of my, my forearm. I can't see it always because my, my arm is covered. First of all, it's winter time, so I can't see it very often because with my sleeves or if my arm is down on the table, I don't see it. But then if I, I'm washing my face and I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually have a tattoo. What is that on my arm? But I'm getting used to the idea. This is something that means something to me. It's something I've wanted for a long time. It's something that has is a bonding experience with my whole family. Yes, I, to be completely transparent, there are times when I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? What did we do? But I know that if I didn't do it, I would always wonder, I would always regret, and I would think, why am I not doing this? It's because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what other people will think. I'm afraid of what if I don't like it? Yeah, sure. If I don't like it, it is kind of a bummer because it is on your body for the rest of your life. But as I prayed about it, as I thought about it, and we did it together as a family, I'm like, okay, if I do this, then this is going to be something interesting, something that means a lot to me. And I'm going to go through with this no matter what other people think. And I was thinking about that as I was thinking about this tattoo story, thinking about this, this character in this book that she says, was her discontent strong enough to propel her forward? Did she actually trust God enough to let go of the past and stride into something new? And she didn't know. She honestly didn't know. And I'm wondering, what is that for you today? as we turn the calendar, as we step into a new year, what is it that has been planted inside of you? A dream, a seed of something that you've been thinking about that has been stirring, that has beginning, that's begin to rumble a little bit, a beginning to boil. Is the water beginning to boil? You know, I love my mixed metaphors. The point is, what is it that you have been thinking about in your heart and your mind for so long and you haven't done it because you don't know what's on the other side of the door. And you think, okay, if only, 
if only I would write that book. Oh man, you maybe you have a message deep inside of you that God's put in you and you think this would bless other people. This would be cathartic for me to write. If only I could write it. If only I could share it. What would happen? But you haven't done it. If only you could share your voice and share your message through the through the powerful medium of a podcast or a YouTube channel, but you haven't done it because why? Because you don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know how it's going to be received. And so you're stuck in the middle. If only, if only, if only, if only, I hear this so often, if only I could dot, 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 if only I could quit my job and start and do what I really want to do, but I can't because there's a litany of excuses. If only, and that's what I've been thinking about at the end of the year. I was like, okay, if only I got a tattoo, what would that look like? What would it be? How would, would I love it? And I, I do, I love it. It's my daughter's handwriting. It's the date that we celebrate becoming a family. And yeah, it's wild. It's a little wild for this conservative person who you know, doesn't do too many things outside the ordinary. And yet it's something that I wanted to do. I felt called into and decided to go for it. What could that look like for you? Are you sitting at a place where, where you've been wondering about something that could change in your life, something new, a relationship that needs to get repaired, a job that needs to be dealt with, a book that needs to be written, a podcast that needs to be launched. Like, what is it for you? A marathon that needs to be run. And you think, if only I could, but I can't. Listen, I want to invite you today to consider signing up for the If only conference. This is the exact conversation that Lissa Figgins and I were having. She is a a Christian time management coach. She is a guru in helping people structure their time, structuring their days, structuring their years so that they can walk into the goals that they want, set the goals that they need in order to move forward in what God is bringing for them. And so this is what I hear all the time. If only I knew what I was supposed to do. If only I had the clarity the vision. There are so many things rattling around around in my head. I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could do that. We stop and we say, God, there are so many choices ahead of us. If only I had the clarity, if only I had the vision from you, what would it be? And we sit and we work through it and we, we think about hearing God's voice and really getting like deeply honest with the things that you want because we don't need to be walking out the plans and purposes that other people have set for us. As kingdom people, we are walking out the plans and purposes that God has set for us, that he has prepared in advance for us to do so that we can glorify him, so that we can bring about beauty and light and connection on this earth through God for him. What does that look like for you? If only you had the time and you think, I'm so busy, I don't know, I can't, I can't make time for this. Listen, we make time for things that we value. We make time for things that we value. So do you really value it? Do you really want it? And if the answer is no, I actually don't really want it. So for example, if I'm thinking about this tattoo that I got, and I think, you know what, I don't really want this. I don't know why I think I do then I let it go. I bless and I release it. And I say, you know, what? I thought I wanted that. I don't really want that. I'm going to wait on that. When in doubt, wait it out. If you're not totally sure, wait. There's no harm in waiting. But if you know that that something has been stirring in your spirit to the point where you're being disobedient, if you don't do it, 
Now, listen, I'm not equating me getting a tattoo as being disobedient to God. No, that is not what I'm talking about. But it is an act of faith that I chose to do knowing full well that some people in my life are going to think it's totally cool. And some people in my life that I love and care about are going to be like, you are absolutely bananas. Why did you do that? I would never do that. That was the dumbest thing to do. I'm going to get both responses. When you walk in faith, when you walk aligned and you make bold moves and you make big choices and decisions that some people aren't going to understand, that some people are going to disagree with, it's okay. It's okay if other people disagree with you. Listen, if you are not actively being disobedient to God, if you are not walking in sin and disconnection and harming other people, okay, that that's something else entirely. But if you're walking into something that, that you really feel like God has put on your heart and your mind and you're like, you know what? I know that other people aren't going to understand it. I know that I've created this certain persona that, that people are very, very used to. And yet I'm not going to let the captivity of the familiar thwart my dreams. I'm not going to be captive to my fears. I'm going to walk in something that God is calling me to do. There's another quote from this book that I absolutely love, and it's another character named Meg. And Meg is also on her own journey trying to figure out what she was going to do. And this sentence is so beautiful. And I want to say, I want to say it to you now. And I want you to think about what this means for you. Meg was trying to make a decision about what she was going to do. And the author writes this, there are good reasons and there are real reasons. Meg had run out of good reasons. And the real reason, question mark, she was afraid. You might have very good reasons for why you're not doing what you have dreamed about doing. Logical reasons, good reasons, reasons that people will nod their heads and say, oh, yes, I totally understand. Yes, that is a very good reason. But underneath that, there are real reasons. What's the real reason you are not walking in your hopes and dreams and the things that God is calling you into? I would likely argue it's because you are afraid. Why wouldn't I get a tattoo? Because I'm afraid. Because I'm afraid it's going to, what it's going to look like and, and where am I going to put it? And it's going to be on the body, for my body for the rest of my life. And yet I ran out of good reasons. And I was like, the real reason is I would be afraid. And I really want to do this. And so I'm going to do it. Now I've done it. It's there. It's super cool. And it's super crazy. And I'm still getting used to it. No doubt about it. So I know that over time, I'm going to relax into it. Over time, I'm going to be like, oh man, yes, this is why I did this. There are good reasons and there are real reasons. So let's not focus on the counterfeit reasons. Let's not focus on the reasons we don't do, do something is because we care what other people think. What is the real reason that you are not walking in the stirrings and the callings of the Holy Spirit that God has sown into your heart? If you're the type of person that is ready to walk aligned, to hear God's voice and begin to take those bold steps forward, no matter what other people think, no matter what the world world's opinion is of you, then I want to invite you to join Lissa and I on January 19th for the If Only Conference. You can go to ifonlyconference.com, learn about all the details. It's going to be a, a virtual workshop where you are going to be, you're going to have the opportunity to Cast the vision, 
drill down, hear God's voice of vision in your life, and then map out how are you going to create the time. Cast the vision, create the time to walk in what God is asking you to do. So I want to leave you with that today. And I want you to think about this as you as you turn this off and you walk into your day. What is it that God has sown into your heart and mind? What is he calling into you into? And why are you not doing it? Is it because you care what other people think? Is it because you have a, a, a litany of, of logical, good, quote unquote, good reasons why you're not doing something? There are good reasons and there are real reasons. If you are ready to shed the good and the counterfeit, and you are ready to get real and honest with what's going on in your life, begin to get real with what God is talking to you about, and uncover the strategy to get there, then join us for the If Only Conference. And if you would rather hop on a phone call with me and have a one-on-one conversation and say, Megan, man, there are some things that are stirring and I don't know what to do next. What could it look like to take a step of faith? What is the next right step of faith? Then I would invite you to get on a free clarity call with me. Go to meganbnilson.com. You'll see a little button at the top of my website. We can just schedule a conversation. But either way, I love you. I'm praying for you. And as you walk into 2024, take a moment to reflect back, recognize God's good gifts in your life, and And ask yourself, what would it look like to live surrendered and obedient, walking in faith? Because what he has for you is more exciting and more wild than anything you could concoct on your own. And it's going to be good. All right. I love you guys. Go ahead to ifonlyconference.com to get more information about the conference and head to New Year reflections.com if you want to get that journal do both i'm telling you it's oh so so very good all right love you and if you want to you know see a picture of my tattoo follow me on instagram or facebook i'm sure i'll be posting pictures at some point all right talk to you later bye thank you so much for listening if this episode challenged or inspired you i would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.